Welcome to episode three of Garage Talk. I'm your host, Josh Lill. Alongside me today, we have Mark Fisher, Brendan Merkel, and Braden Robinson. Today, we have a lot to talk about. It's been an interesting week in the sports world, from J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals to Russell Wilson being open to a trade. Later on in our show, we will also hit on the top 16 teams uh, in March Madness and all of our sleeper picks. All this coming towards you in Garage Talk. Okay, folks, to start today, J.J. Watt is going to the Cardinals. First of all, who saw this coming? Not me. That's I mean, sure. when he asked to be released from the Texans, my first thought was Cardinals because of DeAndre Hopkins. The fact that he left uh, Houston to go to uh, Arizona, I was like, oh, J.J. Watt's going to do the same thing. And then as I thought about it more, I was like, no, he wants to go somewhere like a contender, like Buffalo, like the, the Browns, the Packers, hometown. And it turned out that he has full trust in Kyler Murray, and he chose Arizona. Yeah, I I, I definitely was surprised because, yeah, like you said, Mark, those like top three teams, because somebody came out and posted a picture of like, his Peloton account. Did you guys see that? Where yeah. he mm-hmm. showed his like top three teams oh, yeah. and he came out and said like that was fake or something. So I don't know if somebody made that for him, which would be kind of weird. But um, I was surprised because yeah, the the Cardinals are yet to have a better record than 500 under King, Cliff Kingsbury, but they definitely have the potential to do that. So, you know, they're missing those few key pieces defensive line being one of them. So, I mean, J.J. Watt, the only question is, like, I think it's a good signing for him. I think that's a good spot for him. Is that a good signing, though, for the Cardinals? Because, I mean, it was pretty expensive. What was it, like, 23 mil guaranteed right off the bat? Uh, Um, Two-year deal. So it's like this guy has been in and out of games during, like, the past, like, four or five seasons with injuries. So it's, uh, it's risky for the Cardinals, but it's... You know, high risk, high reward type of thing. The the thing is, the Cardinals were fourth in the league in sacks last year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they went out and literally bought JJ Watt, mm-hmm. so that was what was surprising to me, is that they don't really need anyone. Like I get the like big name guy, all right, but like. Why didn't they go out and get like another weapon for Kyler Murray? That's what I was thinking. I was like, I would, I would have assumed that they would go after, yeah, like a wide receiver two to pair up with Hopkins, yeah, uh, a tight end or something, like a beast tight end, which a I running don't back. Know. Yeah. So even though Kyler Murray's a running back, much, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, the offense is what I thought they were gonna look after, but at the same time, like their defense was not great, so they, I guess they have to, they weren't. I know you said they were fourth in sacks. I didn't honestly. I didn't even know that Chandler Jones is probably a big reason for yeah. that. But um, other than their those like the line, I don't remember any like big highlights from the defensive side of the Cardinals. Other than like Patrick Peterson, yeah. he's getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So first of all, with this trade, I or this you know landing in JJ Watt, I didn't see this happening. Mm-hmm. I think 
if we look at some of the spots he could have gone, Pittsburgh would have been an interesting one because both his brothers are there. And that team, even, even with their choke in the playoffs, they had a chance to make a huge run. And adding someone like him on your defensive line, that can really change the dynamic. Because the offense, it, it's kind of there for Pittsburgh. It's there and it's not. But you had J.J. Watt, you get a consistent defense because defense is going to win you t- uh, championships. Uh, Green Bay, like Mark said, that's, you know, he's from Wisconsin. You're playing for that hometown pride. It's something you want to do. You get him going with Darius Smith. Oh, my goodness. I definitely thought it down in my heart as much as it hurt. I thought he was going to the Packers for sure. Because mm-hmm. I was like, J.J. Watt would definitely like the green yellow matches what he would he would he would look good in the Packers jersey I hate to admit it mm-hmm. he just got that build the yeah thing, the thing with the Steelers though is like I feel like that was kind of like a family respect thing like that's your team TJ like I'm not gonna come steal the show I, that's why I never thought he was gonna go I feel like the Steelers really don't like didn't really even need to go after him. They had one of the best defensive in, defenses in the league anyway. Yeah, yeah. So and it's an expensive one yeah. too. So so I mean they don't really need to go after him. So do you think that this makes the Cardinals a contender? Do you think he has the like that JJ Watt has the capability of turning a team around that quick? I think the Cardinals at most can be a NFC divisional slash NFC title game. Uh, contenders. Yeah. Uh, I think they definitely could win the divisional round. As for winning the NFC title and going to the Super Bowl, I'm not so sold on that yet. Uh, obviously, a big name on the defense for the Cardinals this past year is Buda Baker. That oh, and, yeah. uh, well at safety, working with Patrick Peterson in the backfield, even though he's a corner. Yeah. I mean, Buda was tied for first in, uh, in tackles this year with Jordan Hicks. Yeah. They had 118 tackles. Uh, you had Hayson uh, Reddick with 12 and a half sacks mm-hmm. and that it, it was all over the place it was really balanced you see your backfield um you know your far back corners and safeties really uh giving the game giving everything they have to the game and then you, you see some action from the linebackers but jj watt could be because here's the thing we don't see that powerhouse person on the defensive side of the ball I, or sorry on the defensive line the highest defensive lineman in tackles is Zach Allen with 35. Yeah. So wait, Chandler Jones like wasn't even like the leader in any of those categories? Mm-hmm. Chandler well, Jones Ch- only had one sack and 11 tackles. Chandler wow. Jones was the behind, in front of Aaron Donald. He was the most double teamed defensive player in the league. Yeah, so now and guess who was second? JJ. JJ Watt. So I think the bringing in of him, of J.J., and spending so much money for him wasn't more of a skill thing because J.J. Watt only had four or five sacks last season. But, like you said, second and double team. Uh, Yeah, and they didn't bring him in for productivity because they didn't need it. They brought him in to free up their guy in Chandler Jones. They brought him in with his leadership skills, his... Connection to the fans, his name, J.J. Watt, just in general. I think that's why they spent so much money for him, and I think it definitely makes them a contender in the NFC. Yeah, it's a, it's an extra step in the right direction. You had those those stats. They weren't bad on their defense. 
So it was just an, an extra step towards yeah. winning. That, that's the thing with the Cardinals is just following football for a little over a decade now. You never really heard a defensive lineman kind of owning it up in Arizona. Patrick Peterson's always been a big name. There's been linebackers before Chandler Jones. There's been safeties here and there, but you just were missing that defensive lineman, and now they got it. So does this put them – where does this put them in terms of the NFC West? Because – and we'll get we'll get to this next with Russell Wilson because that can really change the dynamic. Yeah. Well, it's tough because the Rams were just revamped with Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. And they have an incredible defense. Yeah. And and the Niners, everyone was hurt this year, so they're all coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and they're probably going to ship. That, I think they're going to ship Jimmy G, too. So it's good. It's good. It, it's possibly like a whole new look NFC West next yeah. season, which is kind of sweet. But is, I don't know about. Yeah, the AFC West has always been the top, if not top three division in all of football. But the NFC West now, I think, is going to be the most competitive one. I agree. But if, if Russell leaves, is it still the same? Yeah. No, I definitely don't. No. I think that hurts it for sure. If Russ oh, leaves no. the Seahawks, should we uh, transition it over to a little Russ talk? Yeah, now? I want to talk about Russ. Yeah. So we are going to transition to Russell Wilson. Uh, over the past week, uh, he's been reported saying he has four teams that if he were to request a trade or a trade, would be uh, available to him. He would pick four teams that he'd like to, you know, be traded to: Dallas, mm-hmm. Chicago, Vegas, and Denver. If I'm correct, uh, so, no, Saints. 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 First of all, let's just get this out of the way. If he gets traded, he's not going to Dallas or New Orleans. No. It would be so dumb for Dallas to just jump ship on Dak. It'd be a terrible thing. Bring in Russ. That's such a Dallas thing to do, though. It's a Jerry Jones thing to yeah. do, right? Just skeevy little... Bring guy. in the big guy. And That's it. I, I was still a Dak lever. He was he was putting up MVP numbers last year. He was putting up record numbers. Yeah, and before he got injured. The fact that they would even think about moving on from a guy who was going to set so many records, like... His, it's going to be hard enough getting back on the field for him. You can't just ship him off like that. No. And I believe Jerry Jones does have a bit of a heart in, inside his body. I don't. Tiny bit. <laughs> like a 2% heart. We're talking he like... a heart he would have paid Dak three years ago. That's true. That is true. He's the Grinch. Uh, that's an, that, that could be another segment, folks. Does Jerry Jones have a heart? We don't know. Um... I don't know if he goes to Dallas. I think they're pretty good right now. If Dak comes back, it's going to be a long recovery. But if he can get to at least seven, it's like with Kevin Durant. If they can get to 75% health, he's good to go. He could still put up those numbers. New Orleans, I'm not so sold on that. Yeah. I feel uh, like that'd be, that'd be his place. If Drew Brees out of there, he, he would go right there. But he has not said he has not been out yeah, yet. Right. So, assuming... Breeze stays. He's not going there. Yeah. I I feel Oakland, I mean, they don't really have nobody, but they got that they have O-line. two people. They do. For QB. Who they have? They have Carr and Mariota. No, not, not as, like, wide receivers. Oh. Uh, Rugs. They, have, they uh, have young guys. Yeah. A lot of young guys. They got Renfro. 
Yeah. The, the weapons are there. Yeah. It's whether they, they can get that connection. Team. And the thing is, they have the whole running back connection, too. Josh Jacobs is a fantastic running back. Yeah. Definitely can, you know, take over a team. But they're missing that connection. And then, oh, he's baby. Not, he's not going to Chicago. <laughs> if this man goes to Chicago, I will be the first person to go out and get a Russell Wilson jersey. I'm going to say this right now. Just... The rumors of Russell Wilson being a Chicago Bears QB already has him in top five all-time Bears quarterbacks. <laughs> just, just the just the thought of him being on the Bears. He can't be better than Jay Cutler. There's no way. <laughs> What's the only team in the NFL without a four thousand yard passer? Is it the Bears? <laughs> oh wait, but who's the only? Not that. They've, how long have they been a team, bro? Since the twenty time. Twenty. <laughs> Since the dog. 1920. 100 years. Wow. But has any team had a quarterback that, like, had, like, 100 or he's, like, played, like, a certain amount of games without a pick six? That's Mitchell Trubisky. I think that stat is complete. And he's the MVP. Trash. And he's the MVP, the Nickelodeon most valuable player. That's just embarrassing. Uh, If you... If you have not thrown a pick six, I question your determination and your... Like, will to win. That's fair. Which is why they should consider Russell Wilson. (laughs) So, the weapons, they are there, I believe, in Chicago. Allen Robinson is a fantastic receiver. That's the thing. You got to pay A-Rob. And if you pay A-Rob, is there room for Wilson? Because you're paying your defense. Hey, they're getting rid of a lot of pieces. They're going to have to, especially. Um, Josh has a bloody nose right now. We're going to let him deal with that. But, uh... No, I think uh, the Bears, it, I know Russ came out and said that he would happily accept a trade, uh, so that's good enough for me. That's almost a done deal, in my opinion, that he's going to Chicago. Uh, no, but uh, if I'm the Seahawks, like, how dumb do you got to be to let this guy walk? Like, I don't know. There's no way. How much? Right? Does, he, does he still have stuff on his contract? He does he? Is he? He's not a free agent. They would, they would have to be a trade, so I would hate to see, you know, what the... The Bears would have to give up in order to get him, but I think it would no like a quarterback like that, franchise QB like that, you're giving up no matter what, or you're giving up. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he he might want out, but at the same time, he's he's pretty much built what the Seahawks have. Yeah, I agree. Understand. I saw one of the main other things somebody pointed out was that. One of the reasons he could be considering a bigger market like Chicago is because his his wife Sierra, her bit her beauty business whatever would be booming in Chicago. It would thrive. I mean, we're talking the third biggest city in the U.S. here. <laughs> pop pop a shop on the the West Loop or something that that would be popping all day. But uh, I I'm just saying Seattle's their market. You know, it's not as it's not as big just in general. So I could see Russ wanting to move over to, you know, a bigger city. He, he seems like a bigger city quarterback, a bigger market guy. Yeah, Russ is a free agent in 24. Okay. Three years. So, yeah, it would, it would, be, a, it would be a blockbuster trade, I'm yeah. sure. But Chicago doesn't have nobody for that. Khalil Mack? You just going to go one for one? I'll give – no. I would give up two, two first-round picks, Khalil Mack and – Another defensive player for us. I think Roquan and, and uh, two first round picks and a second round picks pretty good. So who who would they have for quarterback? 
Seahawks. Their uh, job to figure it out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they they can take Mitch. I mean, I'm cool with that on one on one trade. Hey, honestly, Mitch, you never know. He could be good on. Listen to this trade. So, blockbuster trade: Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks. The Bears could trade their 20th pick this year, their first round pick next year, a second this year, which is 52nd overall, cornerback Kyle Fuller, and defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. I'll do that in a second. I also couldn't breathe there, but that was also me being shocked. I would, I would, if I was a Bears fan, I would do that in a second. You are a Bears fan. Yeah, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, so yeah. But, um,. The thing is, like, a 20th overall pick almost does not mean – it doesn't mean much to me because that's not going to be a really game-changing player. At least the one – like, if you're the Bears, you're not getting a franchise QB with that pick because all the good ones are gone or you're going to be reaching on a quarterback. So you're probably going to draft, like, a lineman or something, which isn't a bad pick. But, I mean, to give up a t- the 20th overall pick – what the you said a first round next year second rounder this year Kyle Fuller whose contract is already pretty bad for the Bears and Akeem Hicks who is also worth a lot and you know I, I think I would I would miss Akeem Hicks the most but I don't know are, are they could do first round pick this year first round pick next year Khalil Mack David Montgomery Cole Komet and J.O. Johnson oh my god wow that's a haul that's a haul I would take out you know, Jalen. I take out Jalen. See, I, I honestly, I would, I would take out Komet and I would take out Montgomery and Jalen. I don't. I Jalen. I like him. His Mac is worth it all. Would you? Would you guys be pissed if they traded Russ for Mac? No, I would be happy. I would be happy. The fact that if that did happen, the fact that Mac. Would be that would be its second time being traded. It's crazy. Hey, I'm gonna be honest here. Khalil Mack has not lived up to the money that he has been. Except paying. his first year with the Bears. Except his first year. Um, but like, other than that, this past year and a half, his stats have not been great. But he's also been double teamed a lot. And he's held a lot. I get it. But you compare him to Aaron Donald, who just won. Defensive Player of the Year, which same situation, which he shouldn't have. TJ Watt should have won it. Nah. He was better in every stat category. Yeah, but the thing is, Aaron Donald is what to his defense Media? way, way more important to the Rams defense than I think TJ Watt is to the Ooh. Steelers defense. I agree, they're both great okay, players. Okay, right, that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Because I think the Steelers have more pieces that you know more. I don't know. I guess the Rams do have Jalen Ramsey. But, but that's about it. Whereas, that's literally it. So. Whereas, like, for example, I mean, the Steelers, no, I'm not saying every guy in the Cardinals is as good as the Steelers, but now with J.J. Watt, it's like you see that balance. Yeah. There's someone everywhere. Or you look at that Bears team in 2018, every position had a pro bowler. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the Rams, it's just kind of Jalen and Aaron Donald. Did Jalen Ramsey even make the pro bowl this year? Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably did, yeah. yeah. he did. All right, so if Drew Brees retires, trade for the Saints, who's gone from the Cam Saints? Cam Jordan. Huh? Cam Jordan gone? See, I think, I'm sure Saints fans would be fine with that, too, because I think Cam, Cam Jordan's been around longer than Khalil Mack has. 
So if, yeah. if I'm willing to give up Khalil Mack as a Bears fan pretty easily, I think they would be willing to give up Cam Drew. The Saints could offer a package consisting of first-round picks this year and next year, a conditional third-rounder in 2022 that could become a second-round based on playing time. And then McCoy and Taysom Hill. Gerald McCoy? Who would provide the no, Gerald McCoy is... Is he on the Saints now? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's a way that's a way better deal, I feel like, than the Bears one. Yeah. <laughs> For the Saints side, at least. No, yeah, Eric McCoy. Oh, Eric McCoy. Sure. <laughs> I would take that if I was... Colt McCoy. <laughs> if I was the Saints, I would be like, yeah, please. Give me Russ for those guys. So there's definitely a lot of options for Russ to choose from. We're only talking about the trades. We're not even considering if he's going to stay. Do we see him stay? See, I was saying something about that as you were uh, tending to your injuries. Thank you. But um, I, I, like, if I was the Seahawks, I would feel awful giving up our QB, QB that's put us on the map these past few years, brought us to a Super Bowl. I don't know if I would be able to part ways with him that easily, but I know they're unhappy with all this stuff that's going on and him yeah. talking about leaving. So, I don't know. See, it kind of seems like the possibility of him moving is larger than him staying at this point. I feel like once you bring it up, it's going to happen because then they see that you're thinking that way and they don't want that negativity in the room because they know if you don't get traded, you're going to sit, you're going to power, you're going to whine. Kind of like... Le'Veon Bell a few years ago with the yeah. Steelers. See, I feel like Russ isn't the type of player though to sit out. Exactly. Though, yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 a different story. But we don't we don't know. We don't know. He's the Walter Payton man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I feel like I feel like DK would be pissed if he got traded. <laughs> DK and Mitchell Trubisky would really seem like a great combo in my opinion. Hey, honestly, having DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like I feel like any QB would. Be okay with those Even two. Even Johnny Manzo. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Josh Gordon. He's, he's, he's slinging it to God, Josh Gordon right now. Are they in the same league now? The fan league? What is Zappers? that? Zappers. <laughs> That's just pathetic. No offense. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Well. A lot of great insight in the NFL this week. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to get to March Madness. We'll be talking about the top 16 teams in the bracket, and then our sleeper picks for this year's Madness Mania. It's March, and you know what that means. The Madness is back. March Madness begins in about a week, I think, with the conference tournaments, and then uh, the actual tourney itself in a couple of weeks. It's looking a lot different this year. I think the first one that everyone's eyes kind of pop at is Illinois right now is going to be one of the one seeds, which is something we haven't seen since 2005. Uh, Michigan, a number one seed. We usually see Michigan ranging from six to two. I personally know... I've watched March Madness since around 2013-14 when I was about 11, and I've never seen Michigan a one seed. A uh, Baylor one seed, I'm used to that, and so I am with Gonzaga. Any other surprises well, there? I think Baylor, I don't remember Baylor ever being a one seed because they were like going to be last year, but it got canceled. You don't think they were before? I don't think so. Well, I saw a stat somewhere that Baylor has not won their conference or whatever yeah. for like 70 years. Yeah. 
Maybe it was, 50, just maybe it, was, it was 50, I think, but that's still a lot, a lot of years. But last year, I don't know if they were, because were they? They were good last year. Baylor, this will be, if they get it this year, it'll be the third time. Okay. Uh, they were in 17. Yeah. Yeah, they were just recently good. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the stuff I was remembering, and then last year. But it's, it's funny how you mention Michigan and Illinois, because... Those two teams just played the other night. Um, Illinois without one of their, probably their best player, Io DeSumo, and they actually beat Michigan by like 20 points. Yeah. So, without a possible player that you can Yeah, have. without a dude that can put up triple doubles any given night. So that's something where I was like, I was behind Michigan being like this behemoth of a team, you know, just dominating the Big Ten, and then all of a sudden Illinois comes up, which Illinois is a good team, but without their best player, they've now beaten two top 25 Big Ten teams, Wisconsin, Illinois. Did they beat Iowa? No. Have they even played Iowa yet? I don't know. I feel like they have. I haven't seen Illinois play Iowa yet this season. Iowa could make a run for it. Iowa is listed as a possible two seed right now in one of the... Dude, they're such a class... That's such a classic two seed. Iowa right now. I don't know, dude. They're sus to me. Because, like, they're that good big, like, Michigan State when they're a two seed. It just feels like, Iowa feels like that team to me right now. But then you have Ohio State and Illinois and Michigan above that. So, I don't know. It's hard It's hard to tell what's going to happen. I think one of the more exciting um, quadrants of the bracket right now is Illinois. Uh, it, or, yeah, Illinois. Um, Bracket. They got themselves, Creighton, Kansas, Oklahoma, Florida State, West Virginia, Loyola. You can Loyola. And we'll get, I will be mentioning Loyola a little later in our sleeper picks. Uh, but we're just analyzing the bracket a little more. Uh, right now, the first four out uh, right now are listed as Boise State, Seton Hall, Stanford, and Syracuse. The last four in are North Carolina, VCU, uh, Drake, and St. Louis. Drake. Uh, Drake and St. Louis, uh, kind of surprising. Drake really surprising people with a 24-3 and record. Yeah. But, again, when you're in one of those non, you know, Power 5 conferences. You kind of take that with a grain of salt. Exactly. You have to win your turn. You have to win your conference tourney to get there in the first place. You course. know, I didn't know Loyola was... Rigged 16th in the country right now. Yep. Wow. They're a good defensive team. And they've got a, they've got a, a lot of guys, too, that have kind of been around these past few years. So, you know what they say, experience, dude. That's what gets some of these teams that are uh, like these Cinderella teams that make runs like what we all did a few years ago. And what they were like an 11 seed then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final four. The dangerous 11 seed. Dude, do you remember that with the old yeah, chick? The old lady. What was her name? Uh, Sister Jean. I actually Sister met Jean. Sister Jean. Really? Yes. Uh, my basketball team, we got invited. We get invited like every summer to a Loyola clinic, and it's like there's games going on all day. You play about three or four games, and then our coach played at Loyola, and then we got to meet Sister Gina after and take a picture yeah, with her. her. Is she still, she's still kicking? She's, she's still kicking? kicking? Okay. What is she, 100? She's 101. Wow. I think um, she actually, my grandma studied under her actually. Fun fact. Really? Yes. So, obviously a lot going on. 
in the tourney. It is always exciting. Uh, bet well, but bet smart as well, too. Uh, it's going to be an interesting tournament this year. Remember, they're going to be playing for the guys that never got to finish last year. They have that going for them. And when you don't play in this tournament for two years and you're a team like Gonzaga or a, you know just a powerhouse, you're missing something on the inside. And you're really going to try to take advantage of that this year. Yeah, and Gonzaga is always one of those teams where I feel like they're so hard to gauge if they're good or not because, you know, they destroy their conference and go undefeated, like, every single year. Yeah. Like, the big what, – what are they in? Like, the, the big, sky. big sky? That's what I thought. <clears throat> Which is just horrible. I think the second-best team is, like, Pepperdine or something. <laughs> A bunch of nerds. But, um, <laughs> but like – Gonzaga just whoops up on their conference every single year, but this year is a little different because I think they beat they beat Iowa, they beat they beat a couple like good teams, but it was they beat West Virginia I think, but this was like in the beginning of the season, so I don't know if they've played a good team since like December, so that's a long time to go without like yeah. actually having like real competition. Yeah, some of their big wins this season were Kansas, West Virginia, Auburn. Uh, Their Baylor game got canceled. Uh, They beat Iowa. They took down Virginia. That's a pretty good lineup right there. That's pretty good, but that's also in the beginning of the season. So it's like you could have a team kind of go cold. uh, Gonzaga has never won a national championship. They've made it. They've made it once. Mm-hmm. That They've made it once to the Final Four. They made it to that title game where North Carolina beat them for yeah. the 2017 title. It was pretty recent. But, I mean, they're obviously always like a one seed, but they it's more often than not, I feel like, they are not making it to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. They're always my one seed that I pick to get upset. By the 16 seed? No, not by the 16 <laughs> seed. But, no. but, like, by, like... An eight seed. I, I, I would agree. I think this Gonzaga team is good, actually. I do think they're a really good team. And they've got a couple of dudes on the team that are all probably going to head, in, head into the NBA. So, I don't know. It'll be Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is a beast. That they got, like, two, like, big guys that are kind of remind me of, like, a Sabonis-type player yeah. that I feel like they could do well. In Very league. shifty and crafty. Yeah, and sure. hit threes and, and stuff. So, I don't know, but at the same time, like, you had mentioned some of the first four in, first four out. Uh, still don't really know the difference between them. But uh, just they're all bubble teams to me. Yeah. But some of the bubble teams are some big names, like Duke and you North said Carolina. North Carolina. It's kind of crazy, like Michigan State, all of these, like, powerhouse teams – are not are potentially not even going to be. And the thing is, they do have good players. It's just they're not winning. I think that it shows you so much the power of fans. Yes, I agree. Like literally, Duke's what's their stadium called? Cameron Indoor. Cameron Indoor. Yeah. That is such a prolific place to play, and when it's empty, what's so special about it? Yeah. Why? Like so many people go to Duke because of that place. Especially like, basketball players. Yeah, like, why, like, now what are just, they playing for? Yeah. They're playing in an empty gym, just like all these other schools. Yeah. Was it Duke or Kentucky, the player that opted out of the season? Duke. 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 Uh, That's just quitting at that point. 
Yeah, I mean, screw I, that guy. I wouldn't call it quitting. I would. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? It's they're not that made me so <laughs> you were really in that. Yeah, I was like, dude, if playing for Duke, just because you're having a bad season doesn't mean you have to opt out to prepare for the NBA draft. Air quotes behind that, folks. Air quotes. I mean, it's 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 different this year because you have COVID being a thing. But he started. I know he started, but it's like. It, it, there's a selfish kind of aspect to it, like, oh, Duke's not that good. Yeah. But then he's like, well, I don't want to get injured playing for nothing. So it, it's that whole thing, like, college, like it kind of all comes back to, like, oh, well, if college players, you know, got paid, then he would probably play it out. But, you know, they're not professional players, so they don't really owe anyone, you know, anything. It's, it's like a, it's a mindset thing. No, I agree. I agree. And I think at, if you're starting any part of the season, you might as well just play it out. Yeah. Um, and it, it can only help your draft stock, I think. So. <laughs> you're really heated over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about Teddy Allen leaving Nebraska? Get him out. Get him out. Dude shot is, 30% from the free throw line. Yeah, true. But he also just beat the PBA's record for single game scoring. 41 points. Good. Well, he's playing for Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He was a good scorer. I'll give him that. But we have now gone on our longest it's winning streak. Eight oh, it's eight o'clock. Says Mark's timer. <laughs> we've gone on a winning streak without him, and yeah. I don't think we've done that this year. No, it's fair. Who did we just beat? Minnesota. Uh, and then we just whooped up on Rutgers. Rutgers, dude. Rutgers was in the tournament. They're probably gonna be. They're probably solely gonna be knocked out because we beat them, <laughs> which is pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's no way you include a team in the tournament that got beat by Nebraska by 20 points. <laughs> yeah. So that is pretty funny. And yeah, the Teddy Allen thing is kind of crazy how like well-rounded Nebraska looked the second you know. Did they? He was off. Did the they team. release the reason he left? Uh, I don't know because. It was like there, something personal happened a few weeks ago where he like sat out a game or something. Yeah, because he had violated team rules. Yeah, so they didn't really specify that at all. Then I know he got injured, like a wrist injury in one game, and you know he played limited minutes and maybe wasn't happy about it. So I don't know. I saw him in Hoiberg where like they mutually agreed to part ways or something, so it didn't look like it was a big ordeal or anything, but. Well, for Nebraska fans, you will get your win in the NCAA tournament one day, but it's not this year. Nope. So, our last segment, sleeper picks. This is always an interesting one. Braden, I'll let you start. What do you got? Sure. We'll go with Texas Tech. You know, they uh, made it to the championship a couple years back. They're just going to flow through the tourney, go right in, and do it again. I love the confidence, man. You should yeah. be on that team. I mean... You should coach it. Get Chris Beard out of there. Go, go Red Raiders, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that pick, though. Um, what, who, what's the one kid that they got from Georgetown? I always forget his name. Matt McClellan. Matt McClellan. He is pretty good. So, I could see I could see them. They're a good defensive team. Well-coached. I could see yeah. them. This, is, this one's tough because I... Usually, I have many sleeper picks. But I don't know. Well, how are we defining sleeper? Like, can make it all the way to let's say can get to the five seed and back. 
Yeah. Okay. So I know who Mark is going to say, and I don't want to steal his, but... Who am I going to say? You're going to say Oklahoma State. <laughs> so we'll let Mark elaborate then. <laughs> yeah, you elaborate. Let's let Mark elaborate. It's a good one. It's a good one. Let's hear right. it. I like Oklahoma State because of Cade Cunningham. Yeah. He's literally one of the best players in college basketball right now. Um, he's projected as the number one pick in the NBA draft. Um, he literally he scored 40 points in the overtime win against Oklahoma. Came out two days later, beat Oklahoma again, and his his passing is one of the best I've seen in college basketball. Um, besides, I also like Creighton. Really? Besides Marcus uh, Zagorowski, I think. Yeah. I think him, Marcus, and Cade are the two best players in college basketball right now. Who? Marcus and Kay Cunningham. Oh, okay. Besides I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, From Illinois. I can see that. But Creighton, you know, it's my hometown. Yeah. So here's my sleeper. I always got to root for Creighton. I want to hear yours. My sleeper is the 12 or 13 seed that gets put up against Creighton first round. So then I get foul like because you just took mine. Uh, Loyola is right now a 12 seed going up against number five seed in Creighton because yes, you always have to pick a 12 seed to beat a five seed. You always pick one. And with Loyola's success a few years ago, they still have uh, some of that lineup. Uh, the main thing is they have their center, uh, Cam Crutwig, if I got that name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is MVC player of the year. And he was on that team as a fresh or so, as a sophomore, so he's Valley baby. So he has that experience running for him. Uh, let's see who else. You think they're gonna be an eleven seed? Uh, you know who else I like? It could be. You know who else I like? Mm. I have two cousins now. They go to Villanova, and Ooh. I always trash talk Villanova. Yeah. So whoever gets matched up with Villanova, I'm Take, taking them. Taking them. And I hope Villanova's a five seed, because. I'm not even gonna think about that 12-5 matchup. I'm just automatically going 12. I, I got, Kansas I got another one for you. You got another one? I got another one for you. Gotta go back home. Rock Hill, South Carolina. Oh, Winthrop. Oh. Winthrop. Yep, coming out of Big South, you know, a little small. The big but south. They're gonna they're gonna hit that thing. <laughs> also like Colgate, not gonna lie. Are they gonna be in it? Dude, they're in the coaches pool right now. No way. Where did it? I know they were at some point, like in, in the beginning one. of the season. Nine. What? That's net ranking? I have no idea what that means, but. You said. I don't either. Hey, Kansas ranked 13th. Um, I have family that goes to Kansas now, That's... so I, I've i never been a big, you know, KU Rock Chalk fan, but now I got ties, so they, they have not had one of their, you know, predictable, great KU seasons with mm-hmm. little self, so, you know, I could see them. Pulling off a, a couple Navy. Navy? Navy. Navy's in number yeah. one in the Patriot Conference right now. <laughs> the Patriot Conference. There was Colgate. <laughs> I did see I would them. love to see Navy just whoop up on some teams. <laughs> Dude, there's no way that Fifteen and two? That's crazy. Now some brackets have Navy. Nah, you you haven't even seen Winthrop, bro. They're they're uh, like twenty one and one. Ooh, in what in South. what conference? The Big South. 
big South. Yep. Coming, coming out <laughs> but here's the thing: Loyola Chicago is a realistic one, even though they only For have, sure. even though they only have one starter uh, from that team, they still have a lot of up and coming guys. They got a lot of juniors and seniors, and obviously they had coaching experience is still there. They got older players, but none of them were on that team. I think they were on that team. They just didn't start. Oh, I see. I got you. I got you. So Crutwig, Crutwig was the only guy that yeah. started. You believe? Okay. I know the two guards, uh, Clayton Custer and Ben. I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, Richard. Ben it's like Simmons? Richardson. There, there's a Richardson on that team. The two guards are gone and the forwards are gone, but Crutwig's still there. So. Yeah, but looking at some of these top teams. Like, the, the teams that aren't, like, the top four guys that we've kind of talked about a lot, teams that I see could go far, Alabama, Arkansas, and Houston, I think. Yeah. They're not sleepers because they're those top ten guys, but I could see either of those teams, you know, pulling off that one seed upset when they play them. No, I, yeah, I definitely <coughs> understand that. Um, has, has, San Diego's <coughs> go ahead. Has Illinois been in the tournament the past couple of years? No. No. Yeah. They haven't been in it since 2013. Yeah. And now they're going to look like a one seed. Yeah. In a good I like, one seed I also too. like San Diego State. I played ball in high school with a Guoka Rope right here. He's a baller. Dude, was he on Nebraska? No, his cousin is a freshman on Nebraska right now, a sophomore. But he tore his – he blew his knee up. Damn. Preseason, so he's not playing this year. Um, then I went to high school with um, his other cousin, Aguirre Gao, who played for Fresno State, and I don't know where he transferred to, um, but he's also a baller. So this family has got some ballers in it, and I would like to see Aguirre go far. And I will be looking out for them now. I didn't know that, so yeah. got another team I'm going to cheer for. Yeah. Well... You got your sleeper picks. We got Texas Tech, Loyola, Oklahoma State, Navy. It's all over the place. <laughs> and there's only one way to find out. That's make your bets and watch the tourney. Thank um, you. Um, oh, we got one more. I kind of want to pick a winner right now. Go for it. <laughs> I just want to hear what you guys have to say. All right, I'm, I'm biased. I don't have enough information. And, and I haven't done enough research, but <laughs> right now, Illinois, I'm saying it right now. They got what it takes. I'll go Big Ten against you instead of Michigan. Okay. Why not? Right. I might join you on Illinois. They just, yeah. that, it's solid number one team. They're hard not to root for. I wanna, I think my team is gonna be Baylor, but I could also, I kinda wanna pick Bama. I don't, I don't hate it. I like it. I think Bama could go to the Final Four. They're saucy. Yeah. I like them a lot. But the SEC is not that great besides, like, Missouri. No, I know. That's true. And Arkansas is SEC, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, then them, too. Or West, no, West Virginia is Big 12. Yeah. I like those picks. A lot of one seats, but I like to switch up to, to Bama. It could definitely go anyway. It could go so many directions with this tournament. Well, thank you again for tuning in to Garage Talk. We will be back with you next week. Uh, it's been Josh Lill, Mark Fisher, Brendan Merkel, and Braden Robinson. See you next time.